Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to One Leg at a Time. We're back in the saddle again. That wasn't how the song goes at all. That's all right. Uh, this is the feeling feeling wretch kind of uh, show. Not because of our bets, but because I think a lot is going on here. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host of the POD cast. Find me over at, at Chris Perfett on Twitter. Coming to you, as always, from Pride of Detroit. Ryan Matthews, the rock god, at Ryan underscore P-O-D. Uh, newlywed. Newlywed Ryan. Now yeah. living the responsible life. Married and unreformed. Married, responsible, gambling. Those are I have the three marks. To think. I, have, I, have, I, have, I have more people to think about now when I, mm-hmm. when I place my bets. So. Needs a, uh, baby needs new shoes. Really? Yep. As you're rolling the dice. Anyway, uh, we are here to bring you the best bets. Not, not always the best bets from the week, just our favorite. We always like to inform you that we are the definition of average Joes out there. We're not telling you how to be smart about. We're just telling you what we like and what we are willing to risk money on this weekend. Not that we are going to make you money or anything like that because that's a soccer thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been following us for, for a way to win money, Ryan, I don't think you've won a ton. (laughs) Well, last week, I mean, we've been hovering around 500 and this thing, I think this time we were on the bad side of 500. Uh, We had, Last time we were there, it was week four of the NFL season. We got you three wins. We got you Kansas City minus six and a half. We got you Baltimore minus one. We got you Dallas minus four and a half. But we didn't hit on Rams. Uh, The Lions game, I think we bet the money line on the Lions, which was a terrible idea. Oh yes, that, that would have been against um that was against the Bears, I believe though. And that was against the Bears. Yeah, yeah. over forty one also didn't hit. Yeah, and that Rams Cardinals game was just bizarre. Like the, yeah, the Rams just got completely outmatched in that game. Yeah, daily double didn't hit. Titans money line and under forty four and a half. And then I think the Raiders plus three and a half did not hit because I like to gamble on the Raiders, and that's usually my failing. That said, let's start with our first bets of week six, Broncos versus Raiders. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) So uh, big news from this week, which I actually think benefits the Raiders, is that John Gruden's got got his ass kicked out of town for being, uh, as was described uh, 
the clean sweep of offending people per, per Adam Schefter of uh, what was it? Minorities, women and uh, Roger Goodell. Yeah, that was Mr. Editor who reported that, right? Yeah, Mr. Editor who passes stuff. A wonderful week for the NFL and press, by the way. Just just a banner, a banner week for the NFL's press. Yeah. So but with that being yeah. said, I mean, yeah. how how are you feeling about Raiders Broncos this week? Like, do you, do you see the narrative being, oh, the Raiders are going to pull it together for the new coach? Well, I I. I think that usually what happens is when we look at that narrative, it's after a coach gets fired uh, because they're performing badly and they rally around the new coach. This one's going to be weird because it's not exactly like the Raiders were on a bad trajectory, although depending on who you ask, maybe, but at the same time, like I think removing Gruden kind of helps. Not going to lie. It, uh, it, it seems to maybe, I, I'm I'm going back and forth on this because even against, you know, the, the Bears beat them up pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. But they've shown flashes on your offense. Uh I don't believe in Derek Carr much, but that route that Hunter Renfro runs in the red zone is just damn near unbeatable. Yeah, they just gotta get there. That's the yeah, problem. That seems to be the problem, and it's getting kind of worse and worse. So Broncos are a four-point favorite at home. This is where we're starting to get a little contentious because you and I beforehand, I think my, my worst angels are pulling me once again to Raiders plus four. Whereas you're taking the other side. Although I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I can go to the other side because on the other side is Teddy Bridgewater, who seems to be a folk hero, which I don't understand. Well, let me explain why Teddy Bridgewater is a folk hero. He almost died playing football that that's that's fair that's fair but at the same time that doesn't make him a quarterback and win games so teddy got injured in the week four matchup when they were playing baltimore and that was when you know chris you and i the last time we made bets we both said all right the broncos have played you know effectively like a college cupcake schedule the southern conference challenge of the sec yes they they had up until that point and you know the, the Broncos actually took the lead in that game. They started the game um, in the second quarter. They scored on a, on a Bridgewater to, to Noah Fant pass for three yards, up, went up 7 nothing, and then it was just Ravens, 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 Ravens after Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out. If you're going to have a problem with the Broncos, have a problem with the Broncos because of Drew Locke. Okay, I, but... I'm in, I'm in on Teddy two gloves. I mean, 69.8 completion percentage... Seven touchdowns, just one interception. I mean, I'm I'm all in on Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, but he also threw a interception to basically end the uh, Steelers game. That's like, fair. That's fair. They were in the game though the whole time. Like I, they were I, in the game, but it's also against the Steelers, who have not looked like Steelers of old too. I I I will give you that. But here's the thing: I think you got you got Vegas traveling. You got. The Broncos at home, mile high. I, I'm i interested in two things in this game. Uh, where we can be contentious is fine. Like, if you want to take the Raiders, you know, plus, plus you know, a, a field goal and a point, that's great. I like the under in this game. Like, I think this is going to be, like, a very, very low-scoring game. I, I, can see, I can see this game easily being under the 43-and-a-half that it's at right now. 
No, I think that's, I think that's about right. Uh, the reason I, again, probably I can't come to the Broncos is because you say mile high, but it's, it's not September anymore. And that seems to be where mile high has that home field advantage. I will join you on under 43 and a half. Uh, neither the Raiders or the Broncos are exactly prolific high scoring offenses lately. Um, and 44, uh, 43 and a half, excuse me, from DraftKings probably puts them at their, at would be a highest for combined. It's basically assuming both teams are going to get um, in a close race there, which I don't think will happen. One team's going to be put away pretty early. I could see that. I, I could see that in the same way that, you know, you, you think about the hangover from the Jaguars with the Urban Meyer situation. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I kind of see this game playing out where like the Broncos can, can maybe right the ship a little bit, jump out to four and two with a, with a win against the Raiders team that is trying to, trying to have the boat not take on so much water. And this is, this is a, this is a rivalry in that division that is very bitter to Raiders and Broncos. Like, Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, it's, it's AFC, AFC West has quite a bit of rivalry to it, especially any team where the Raiders are involved, but mm-hmm. Broncos Raiders are probably the nastiest of the two. So yeah. yeah, we could probably go opposite sides. You want to see who who's right on this, maybe unveil a new segment. Yeah. Who's right. Who's wrong. Bragging think, rights. Bragging rights. Yeah. I almost want to take, rights. I'd almost want to take the Raiders straight up uh, rather than take them plus four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, no. you're going to get pretty good odds on them, right? Like plus plus one sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the Raiders are winning this one. So I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders plus plus one sixty-five on the money line. You know, what's so interesting is that 91% of the cash is on Broncos on the money line. Um, 68% of the cash is on, is on Denver minus four. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm on Denver minus four. I, I okay. think this team is just a mess. So why don't we just do spread then? I'll do, I'll take Raiders plus four. You take Broncos plus four. See where we land. Broncos minus four. Yeah. Minus four. Excuse me. My, yeah. my head is, my head is like really storming today. Uh, let's not spend too much time on just that game alone. Let's talk about some of the other stuff on here. This is our only other spread I have written down. You like a lot of totals this weekend, but um, we were kind of, con- we were, we are going back. I, I don't understand this line and I might need some help being talked into it. Browns minus three at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Now I know there's quite a few of the Cardinals personnel who are out uh, because of protocol, but I believe you were just telling me that um, Nick Chubb is actually out. He's out with a calf injury. Yeah. Which is a huge part of that Browns offense. It is, but don't you think that at the same time, like Kareem Hunt can, can just, step in and immediately fill that void kind of, but I also think Nick Chubb is really special. Uh, the big, the big sticking point for me is that if you had asked me before week five about this line, I would say, yeah, that sounds like a good line there. Probably the Browns have a stout defense and can really hold, hold to it. And I still think that's true, but I'm still trying to process how then that so-called stout defense got into an 89 point total shootout with the Los Angeles chargers. I don't know if I'm going to write that off as a one-off or what. I think if you asked anybody going into that game, you thought it was going to be a defensive battle between, you know, Brandon Staley and and that Browns defense. Um, I don't know. You know, Miles Garrett putting up all those graves of quarterbacks for Halloween. And Kyler Murray being the shortest one. (laughs) Yeah. 
I love it. It's so dorky, but I love it. I, I man, feel like that's the man you, loves dinosaurs. He loves hollow oats, di- <laughs> Motown journey. <laughs> you know what you talk? I thought it was going to be bullet bulletin board material, but you're kind of talking me with this into Browns minus three. I'll join you. I'll join you. I, I, I think, I think we're due for a little, I mean, the Cardinals, they've been a great story so far, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, Last perfect team in the in the NFL so far, yeah. The last team standing at five and zero. Oh, I think I think it's about time that they get cut down to size, right? And it's not like they were exactly high flying against the 49ers uh, last week either. That was a pretty good that was a pretty good defensive hold that they had uh, late in that game, and they got the touchdown to you know to to go ahead and everything. But I think you know you're you're traveling west to east which is always a big factor in these kind of games. You're missing some key personnel. Um, They just traded for Zach Ertz, but he obviously won't be able to play this weekend. It's so stupid. He should be able to play. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that, uh, yeah, I think, I think I like Cleveland minus three. Yeah. Let's do it. Lock it in Cleveland minus three. Okay. Uh, let's talk some quick point point totals while we have some time here. Right. So you were highlighting, uh, Packers bears Packers at in Chicago, uh, 44 and a half is your point total. Where are you standing on this one, Ryan? I like the under in this game. Um, I like the under big time in this game because the bears offense is just bad, like not good at all. I mean, they rank 30th in scoring. Um, they, the only time that they've topped, 20 points in a game is against, well, you know who, um, Hmm. I, I just don't, I don't see them as being a team that can put up a lot of points, um, in any fashion whatsoever. So even, even with them being at home against green Bay, um, I I think that this is going to be a game where green Bay is going to want to run the ball. And because I think teams have been able to run the ball against the bears. So um, I, I, I see this as a, as a game control game, um, as, you know, using the running game to just put this one away. So I, I think the Packers are going to go in there. They're going to figure out how that they, they can get a win, get out of soldier field, try to keep everybody healthy, play, a play a physical running game. And here's, here's another, here's another great set. Green Bay and Chicago both rank in the bottom seven in the NFL in pace. So, mm-hmm. I think they're both teams that like to play slow, methodical. Not a lot of scoring coming out of that. So I'll take the under. Okay. Um, and you have down here written, uh, you want to talk about the Rams and Giants game. Where are you feeling with that? Yeah, I, I, I just see this as being a game where the over makes a lot of sense. Um, what have they got the over at right now, Chris? 48 and a half. 48 and a half. I mean... I mean, you're talking about a team that has scored 34 points, 27 points, 34 points, 20 points in that Cardinals game, kind of tough. Seahawks, a divisional game, 26 points. I mean, this is a team that that wants to score points and they want to keep their foot on the accelerator. Like Sean McVay isn't going to be somebody who's going to who's going to back up and ease off. So I I like the over at 48 and a half. Um and both of their defenses are kind of middling. Like, you know, the Rams aren't playing their defenses and up to snuff. The giants certainly don't have a good defense, but the Rams, I think, I mean, damn, I I think that they could come close to getting this 48 and a half on their own. So 
I, uh, I, I like the over in this one. I, I like a lot of over unders this week. I, I I'm Chris, you and I, you know, before the show, we were going over some of these lines as, as far as spreads. There's just nothing that really stood out to me. And I was like, yeah, I love that. I'm ready to jump in on that team. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'll see that in the lions coverage because I think we've got some props to go on there. Um, so that I count four bets so far. Do you want to just leave it there with those four? Yeah, that works for me. Okay, uh, let's take a break. As I as I just teased, we're going to be digging a little deeper into the Lions coverage. We've, we've given we've talked about the totals, we've talked about the point spread, but I want to talk about uh, good value. Always, you know, to bet if you're confident on first halves. And I think there's been a trend with the Lions in the first halves that we can probably take advantage of, Ryan. And maybe a question about. Uh, quarterback props. Hmm. We're getting into the spicy territory. Bronx bet also coming along here too. And uh, we've got a very interesting one for that. We'll be right back on one leg at a time brought to you by pride of Detroit. And welcome back to One Leg at a Time, where the only ads we will do for this is absolutely not the ones telling you about a listen line that you can call into. Uh, all right, let's do our Lions coverage, Ryan. Uh, Lions oh, yeah. are three and a half point home dogs here against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I like to say that I'm not going to call the Lions cursed, but they're also cursed right now. Uh, there's definitely something going on. Mercury is in retrograde, and thank and unfortunately for the Lions. Mercury is in retrograde through the 17th, which is Sunday. So you're saying that they got time. They got time to botch this up a little bit more. <laughs> Bengals uh, have been an interesting study right now. I think that they've been better than anticipated, but they've also their, their schedule they've played so far has been kind of, let's just call it quirky because Packers and bears are their two losses, but they've won over the Steelers, Jaguars, Vikings. Um, Jamar chase looked fantastic, which I don't know. I, I thought people like yelling at him about preseason was always weird. On the other hand, like, I don't know, I'm getting quote. I got quote tweeted by someone going back and finding my tweets about me saying the Bengals should have taken Panay Sewell, which maybe they should have, but you know, Jamar chase seems to be working out for him, which that's fine. They were both very close together in the draft and could have gone either way. I think they could have probably gone offensive line, but glad they didn't. Seems to be working out in their favor, right? I mean, like Jamar Chase so is probably like at what heading into week six, he might be the odds on favorite to be the, the offensive rookie of the year, but, um, and they already, I, I mean, they already have Ty, they already have Tyler Higby too. I'm sorry, not Higby, T. Higgins. Excuse me. I'm getting. I have both of my fantasy teams, so I mix them, mix them up all the time. Well, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. There's, there's where yeah. the Tyler was coming from, right? Yeah. No, yeah, they, they have, they have a huge offense. Options. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, that's why I want to take the Lions plus the points. Jesus, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Here's the thing. I think after. I mean, two out of the last three weeks have been such emotional losses. 
And it seems like this team keeps on picking itself up and coming back and just asking for more. And it might be for more and more and more punishment, but I can, I could see this being another, I could see this being another field goal game. I could see this being another game. Yeah. And then the hook saves you. Yeah. I get you. Saves you. Yeah. So that, I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Like, I don't, I, I, I just, it's got to happen at some point. It's got to happen at some point. And, and like you said, Chris, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to champion the Bengals on their murderer's row of wins that they've accumulated this year. Like nothing about beating Jacksonville is like, Oh, impressive. Like, I mean, it, it took a Vikings miss field goal in order for them to secure a win earlier in the season. Like, and the Steelers, I mean, come on, it's the Pittsburgh. That, that is true. Cincinnati, except for the Steelers game, every game they've played has been decided by three points. Win or lose, it's been decided by three points. I'm just saying. So follow that trend and keep going for the three points. All right. Follow that trend. Follow Dan Campbell. Well, I won't follow him. I, we haven't done first half lines yet, but uh, I, I got into the first half lines. Uh, let's see here. Total for the first half, Ryan is 23 points. Uh, Bengals minus three. I like Bengals minus three for the first half because I don't know how many times we've seen the Lions get their ass kicked in the first half. Yeah, I I, I, I don't mind that. I, I think that I'd be on board with the Bengals minus three in the first half. I can see them getting out to, obviously, like, I mean, that's been the game script for so many of the Lions games, right? I mean, right. Aside, from, aside from the Packers game, it's been get your teeth kicked in and then shoot an arm out from, you know, six feet under the six feet from under Ford field to try to pull yourself back up. Well, also too, like the first usually, and I mean, I'm, I'm still weighing that first half total as well. I haven't made a decision on it, but usually the game plan so far we've seen with the lions is your first offensive drive is a good one. And then everything falls apart after that. And then the yeah. defense stands on its head, gives up a few things. I, I think I'm leaning. Well, why don't we talk about the full total instead of just the first half total? So right now we've got Lions plus three in the full game, but Bengals minus three in the first half. We're really nitpicking here. Um, but we like to do that on the Lions. I think Ryan's more on the Lions plus three and a half. I'm more on first half Bengals minus three. Uh, the total for this game is 46 and a half, though. Where do you stand? I've feel compelled with the over um, okay. for, for, for this reason alone, the lion's defense, not great um, mm-hmm. by, by, by many measures, Cincinnati has proven they've been able to score points. If they do score points, the lions are going to have to pick up the pace and they're going to have to try to, they're going to have to try to, you know, go tip for tat. And again, that's something that we've seen in so many games this year is that the Lions have fallen behind and they've had to scramble and do whatever they can to score points. So, I mean, I, I think the, the, for the first half, the over under is set at uh, 23. That's something that I would be interested in taking the under, but I think at 46 and a half for the total of, of the entire game, I, I like the over. We don't like need to take, we that. don't need to take the full total. Why don't we, you want to just take the under in the first half? Take them both. Why not All right. both, Chris? This Pick everything. Podcast. Pick everything in our podcast. Gamble yeah. on everything. Gamble on everything for the Lions line. So, so far we're giving you four picks in this Lions game. We are giving you a Lions and pass happy, like second half we're calling at plus three and a half 
over 46 and a half first half Bengals minus three under 23. All right. So we, we should probably pick only like, uh, well, let's, let's get a couple more props out of the way, Ryan. And then we can like pick probably our favorites from this game. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. You want, you want yeah. to talk about Joe Burrow though, right? Yeah. Real quick. Cause you want to talk some field goals and we were scrambling off off air to try to figure out uh, if there was anything on lions field goals made, could you want to maybe do like longest field goal made yards or are you off on that? Yeah, I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested okay. in any any prop bet where the Lions aren't kicking field goals because Dan Campbell doesn't do that shit. <laughs> Dan Campbell doesn't kick field goals. So maybe That's we could go football. first field goal made Cincinnati Bengals minus 110. That, that sounds that's beautiful. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll write that down. First field goal to the, uh, to the Bengals minus one ten. We'll add that to our, to our ticket here. I'm not putting this all in the parlay. This is a mess. Um, no, Joe Burrow. But that, yeah. 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 I, I was going to say that's just one football cliche, right? Like, I mean, right. any, any road team, when you have an opportunity to take points, you take the points. I like the Bengals at minus one ten for the first field goal made. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to find some kickers here, but obviously like just behind the, behind the scenes right now, Ryan has been like locked out of a lot of stuff. So I'm like having to run a presentation for him. So I'm the one having to dig around on DraftKings and find all this for him. So when we yeah. start going off degenerate loops, it's uh, getting me into trouble. Anyway, um, Joe Burrow's total yards has jumped quite a bit. It's right now at 279 and a half on DraftKings. Um, just for clarity, I was looking on PFF and they've projected Joe Burrow to have 320 yards in this game. And from what I understand, I, I don't have the history of the line in front of me, but my understanding is that line has maybe tw- uh, just shy of 280 for your, for your total over under has maybe jumped. It was lower earlier which indicates it's moving up. Is this something you want to take the over on, Chris? I think that we just talked about the capabilities of Joe Burrow's offense right now. And knowing the Lions, they don't seem to really have much in the way of like they, they're down. They're down quite a bit now on the pass rush without Romeo Quara which means he's going to be able to operate in the pocket. I'm just trying to pull up some game logs and looking at what Joe Burrow's done in the past. He was 281 last week against the Green Bay Packers. A game that did go to overtime. Yes, a game that went to overtime, but the Jaguars game did not go to overtime. He had just shy of 350. Let's talk about that Steelers game. He had, I believe... Actually, he didn't have much in that game. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, 170. Yeah. Let's scrap that one. Either way, I like. I guess my point is that I kind of like. Am I crazy for liking Joe Burrow on like over 279 and a half? I guess against this Lions pass defense, not at all, Chris. Yeah, that gets you one minus 155. So we'll take the over there. So we've got quite a bit on our sheet. We've got let's let's just recap on this because we've gone way long on the this Lions game. We still have daily double Bronx bets to get to. We're telling you right now in our addled minds, we are giving you Lions plus three and a half 
over 46 and a half. But in the first half, I am taking the Bengals minus three. Ryan's taking under 23 in the first half. Ryan and I both agree on the first field goal. It's the Bengals at minus 110. And I'm taking Joe Burrow over 27. God damn, I hate these long, like reading this. I wish this was a good round number. Over 279 and a half passing yards. I don't think it's, I don't think it's legally permitted to bet on any more things in, in, in a Detroit Lions football game. If we took all these bets as one, we'd have to have a very specific picture we've painted for yeah. this game. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I do, but I mean, I think that's just the mantra for Detroit. Why don't we, why don't we like, we're going to set these aside. The first half, we'll give you the, we've got a head to head in our first four games we picked plus a head. We have a head to head there. Plus I think four other bets in a, for the, for the regular bets we've done. We've got like so many bets in this lions game. We'll just see how many of these hit. Why don't we get on to daily double? This is Ryan's favorite. Ryan hit, hit me with your daily double. Then we'll go to Bronx bets. Yeah. I'll keep it short, sweet. And to the point, uh, London football, who doesn't like watching football at 930 in the morning? Well, Six just the about for me. Yeah, ju- just about everybody when it when it comes to uh, a uh, a morning matchup of Jets Falcons. But can I interest you in Dolphins Jags for this, this week's London matchup? Uh, I'm interested in taking the over uh, the over under total is set at 47. Uh, I like the over here. You have a couple of really bad teams. So I think that at any point in time, there's a chance that points are going to be scored. doesn't matter who has possession of the football. So I like the over at 47. I think it's two teams who are going to be scoring a lot of points. I don't, I don't see either of these teams as being defensive stalwarts. And with the news about Tua coming back, I do want to give the slight edge to Miami. So I'm, I'm taking Miami on the money line. Um, they're set at minus 150. The spread's only about three right now. Um, and I'm taking the over at 47. So parlaying Miami on the money line with the over at 47 is this week's daily double. Well, I definitely uh, would say that uh, the only advice I have on this is that Urban Meyer should uh, stay away from the pubs over there and the hens. Hey, can a guy have a pint? No. <laughs> Only if you're flying back with the team, Urban. <laughs> only, only if you're back on the flight can you drink. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Where where do you want to start in Bronx bets? We should probably start as we always do with the fellas. Well, it's freaking getting colder outside, but you know what? I don't know what's getting even colder. This Christmas is going to be just in the freezer, Ryan. The freaking the, these freaking supply chain problems—they're everywhere now. I I, I just want to know: are the, are the Christmas gifts going to arrive on time, Mister President? Are we going to get a freaking tickle me Elmo or what over here? I've got like thirty kids that all want these freaking tickle me Elmos, even though it's twenty twenty freaking one <laughs> over here. I don't understand it, Ryan. I don't understand it. Now they're talking, but you know, the, now they're talking about a switch. What the, what the hell is a switch? The switch is what I used to get freaking beat with from my, my father. Jeez. I don't know what's going to be going on with this freaking supply chain over here. All I know is that, you know, there's baseball going on. The Yankees are in it. Brian Cashman has a freaking job. Uh, the Red Sox can go to hell and the Dodgers are moving on. But, you know, we keep our eyes on God's beautiful sport. That is football. 
We're not talking about the Jets, though. They went over to London. They are now the London Jets. Uh, goodbye. Go over the freaking pond, you losers. I want to talk. Saquon Barkley said again. So I mean, we don't even we don't even care about Giants football. I mean, New York football is dead to me. Dead, Chris. We need a third team over here. We're gonna put it in Brooklyn because they put all the good stuff now in Brooklyn. They put the Nets over there. By the way, Kyrie Irving, like voice for the voiceless. Get the fuck off your throne over there. You've got plenty of voice. What do you mean? If you're voiceless, start yelling at someone. That's how you do things around here. You, you, you're, if you're voiceless, you're going to get run over by a freaking cabbie. So yell a little bit more over there, Kyrie. And also shut the fuck up. But I am right now, Brian, into Houston plus 10 at Indianapolis. Houston, they've been a little more, they've been a little more competitive than I think we have given them. Now, I don't like this Davis Mills kid. He reminds me of a little uh, Fugazi that I used to know and just smack him around a little bit. He'll straighten straight up. But, you know, they were close in with the Patriots. The Colts are not that freaking good of a team over here. Carson Wentz is a schmutz. Like, what's this guy doing over here? They, they win one game against the Dolphins. And they act like the hot shit. I'm not taking it. The Texans have been rough, but I don't think they're 10 points freaking rough over here. I want to see the Colts squirm a little bit more. Shut the fuck up. Give me Texans plus 10. If it ruins it, so what? I wasn't going to spend money on the kids for a switch anyway. Yeah, I mean, you you could probably you could probably buy a couple switches if you if you just take the Texans plus ten because here's the thing I had to be I was subjected to watching the Houston Texans play the Carolina Panthers on Thursday Night Football and it was like gouging my eyes out. I, I wanted I wanted to cover my eyes with pepperonis and not look at a single thing on that television screen because Davis Mills was beyond bad. Oh, but God, then he bounced but then he bounces back against the Patriots and he throws for 312 yards. What do I make of this guy? I don't know, but I want the points. Give me 10 points. Give me 10 points. This is what they call, what the kids call these days, a struggle session. It is going to be low scoring as hell, sluggish, stupid. The Colts though, like, I'm sorry, your, 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 fa- your famous steakhouse is named after a fire. Don't, don't like, I, if you want fire, come down, I'll make you a chopped cheese or something. But you want me a good steak? You should probably figure out how to cook medium fucking rare like my uncle used to do. Texans plus 10. And that's how we do it. All right, everyone. Well, this has been another rousing session of One Leg at a Time um, for myself or Ryan Matthews. Uh, I don't know what this record's going to be. I don't even know what games we even bet on at the end of the day because we were just all over the place on this yeah, one. Yeah, I can't, I can't really tell. I don't even think... I, I think, Chris, you wrote it down, but I still don't think it makes any sense. Especially the Lions game. We've painted a very specific picture for the Lions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will manifest it, though. Manifest and everything. I don't think you're manifesting anything during Mercury and retrograde. But (laughs) we will see you on Sunday. As always, we'll see you star side. (laughs) 